all for this episode of Speaking of Suicide. We're taking a walk and talk through what I think of as the tall trees, really Glen between Inverness and Bewley. I'm walking with Matt Wallace, founder of the Highland-based social enterprise Clarity Walk, which aims to improve mental well-being through a very simple idea. You be in the phone and you take a walk with other people out in nature. Matt, doing this, just what we're doing now, I mean, I know it's fundamental to the work that you do, and we're gonna come on, talk, come on to talk about Clarity Walk in detail. But before we do, when you come somewhere like we are right now, we've got the water rushing beside us, um, the trees all rising up above us. What, what does it do for you? What is it about walking in nature that, that you connect with, do you think? For me, it just promotes a lot of calmness. Like you've got so much pleasurable sights and sounds that you can see, there's so much to discover. And every time you come, to, even to the same walk, there's something different that you can see. And just from the act of walking, because it's a low impact exercise, like you can do lots and lots of it. And exercise is one of the best things to enhance your moods. And for me, it's just one of the best things for my physical and mental health. And so when we're walking like this, along the path by the, the, the stream here, the river, are there particular things that you focus on? How, <laughs> it sounds daft, but, how do you walk in practice? Are you looking around? Are you letting your brain go somewhere? What, how do you do it? So it depends if I'm walking by myself or with someone. So if I'm by myself, I'm usually very task oriented. I'm looking to find different trees. I'm looking to find different mushrooms, doing a learning objective. It's actually quite rare I go on a walk by myself. I much get more pleasure of walking and talking with other people. Just it helps to me to calm my mind and like discover new things about different people and feel connected. I find it difficult for the accountability for myself unless I've got the purpose of work or discovery of some kind. <laughs> but for anybody who doesn't have anybody, like even if they want to take out their phone for photographing, that can be a good thing as well. So looking at different nature, like trees, looking at the animals and just capturing different shots. That, that can also be a great way to get out. Well, Matt, we're going to come on and talk about Clarity Walk, which is what you are all about in just a moment. Before we do, if you're listening to this, thank you. There's thousands of podcasts to choose from, so it's great you've chosen to listen to us. As always, Speaking of Suicide comes with a gentle word of warning. Our intention is to be open and honest about depression and mental well-being. But if that makes for a tough listen, remember you can always press pause. Speaking of Suicide is made in support of and in collaboration with Mikey's Line. I'll give you their details towards the end of the episode. So if you need some support, do reach out. And of course, we'll be giving you all the details on how to get in touch with Matt and Clarity Walk. Matt, the, the importance of walking out in nature has become obviously fundamental to your approach to supporting people with mental health struggles. And I know the idea came about because of your own battles. So let's scroll back a bit to your own story. What do you see as the starting point to all this? The starting point, um, well, it was actually my background's in personal training. So I've been a personal trainer since 2014. But the fitness industry isn't the best place to be. There's so much egos and things. And if you're not in the best shape or the, 
comparison with other trainers and it's just quite a toxic environment but over the years I started to fall out of love like with personal training and in 2017 I thought right I'm going to move to another city like to try and reignite my passion for fitness because I spent years building up my business and I didn't want to just get out of it and look for something else because there was so much blood sweat and tears into it so I decided, right, Glasgow's going to change everything. It's going to make me happier. It's going to revitalise my faith in fitness and my want to be in it, really. So I moved to Glasgow. And unfortunately, it wasn't the right decision as I ended up extremely isolated in a gym that I didn't like, surrounded by people that I didn't like. As I said, in the fitness industry, um, I was also spending way too much time on my phone like always on Facebook, Instagram, constantly scrolling, comparing myself to others, um, their lives, their bodies, everything like that. Do, just you, do you think that was connected to the fitness side of things? Do you think that was worse because of the industry um, you're working in or do you think it's just part of, of the society we live in? I, I would say a mix of both. Like for sure, like as a personal trainer, you do compare yourself like somebody's a flex builds, like how the other trainers are looking, how their business is doing. And as a business owner, you can see on social media, oh, that business is looking like amazing. And it's death by comparison because you're just constantly comparing yourself to others and not really working on yourself to just focus on yourself and the positives of what you can actually develop yourself. And you're just focused on, on what they have and you don't. So it is a mixture of both. Um, so I was doing that for both the fitness side in comparison, but also the personal life in comparison. And we, all, we both know that social media is just highlights, 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 highlights. So never see the negative side of people's lives often. Um, so if you're not in a good place yourself, when on social media, if you see all these highlights all the time, you think your life's not enough. You think you don't have any friends. You think that you, you don't have the best of anything. So you get really brought down by all. And that's what happened to me. And because of the, those two things combined, so the isolation and maybe on my phone way too much, my mental health took a nosedive. And I believe that had an effect on my body, my physical body, because the whole left side of my body like, started to fail me. So my shoulder, like the hip area, and my ankle, um, they all just lost strength, all lost strength at all. So if I was to put my arm up, you could literally put it up down by a pink with a pinky. Literally lost complete strength. Did that so, just come on overnight, or how? It happened over the space of a month, so it first started with the neck, then it spread into the shoulder, then at my hip, and then the ankle. So it was just like one after another after another. And with that, I couldn't really do my job as a personal trainer, because it's a physical job, and my body physically wasn't working. But the gym I was at, I was forced to still take classes and things, and still do my job, so it was difficult to do it. And when you couldn't use exercise as a stress outlet anymore, because that's what I did throughout most of my life, I was stressed, go have a great workout and I'd feel amazing. But when you couldn't do that, like the stress would just pile on and pile on and pile on. And that led to me taking a further nosedive with so my mental health. Just circular, yeah, just spiraled and spiraled down. And, and did that have even more effect on your physical health? Yes, like, because when, when you're not in a good um, mental state, your physical body takes an effect as well because your posture will change because your head will be in your chest, your shoulders will be rounded a little bit and you're not going to be motivated to move as much as well. So it all takes a physical. So my health 
really declined. I was getting sick a lot and yeah, just everything led to me going into a suicidal depression. And the main thing that was keeping me alive was just autopilot, get up, like go to work, get some food, sleep, repeat. And I wasn't really consciously living, I was just existing really. Like, but like suicide was one of those things that was just in the, the back of my mind all the time and sometimes in the forefront in some days. And it became too often the answer a lot of the times. Like, so I've got a lot of problems. What's the solution? Suicide. What's the solution? Suicide. And this was coming too often, but um, I wasn't in a conscious state to deal with it, if that makes sense. And it was only, this went on for quite some time, actually, a good, good few months of me living in this way. And, but what saved me was actually a holiday with some friends, which kind of acted like an intervention. It wasn't a planned intervention, but it acted like that because um, I, went, I went on it, this, I can't remember what it was, say, but I was with my friends and it was people I loved and I could just be myself there. So I didn't have to be this fitness mat. I could just be mat mat, which was amazing. I wasn't forced to do exercise and taking stupid legs, bums and thumbs classes or anything like that when my body physically couldn't. I could literally just walk about with my friends and there was no pressure to do anything. I didn't have to check emails. I literally had a, a full break from everything. And it was on that holiday where I was just, like I actually felt happy for the first time in about a year or even longer. And I thought to myself and I said to my friends, like, holy, holy crap, I'm, I'm depressed right now. Like I need to make a few changes. Like this is something that's been going on for a while and I need to do something about, about it all. Was that the first time when, when you were with them that you actually suddenly stopped and, and took stock and thought, actually, this is, this is a serious problem? Had you, had you realised before then that, that this was out of control, if you like? Um, I, I knew I was unhappy, kind of, but I didn't realise how unhappy I was. I didn't realise how depressed I was, because as I said, I was just kind of existing uh, throughout that year. But when I actually got the comparison of, I'm happy here, I'm really, really not happy, like what I'm doing back home. Sort of, this is what happiness feels like. Yeah. It's almost like you can forget what it is. Yeah, you forget what it is. Yeah, exactly. So I thought, I need to actually get this back in everyday life. So I said to my friends, right, a year from now, I'm going to get out of the fitness industry because it's toxic for my mind, my mental health, my physical health, everything. I'm going to get out of it. So I made a promise to them. And then like, I got back home and I looked at all the other things that I was doing that I could change. So as I mentioned, I was spending way too much time on my phone, comparing myself all the time. So I thought, right, I'm going to delete Instagram. Instagram is poison for me. So got rid of that. Reduced how much time I was spending on Facebook and like I reduced my screen time massively that helped I wasn't exercising couldn't do boxing anymore I couldn't do weightlifting so my body was physically weak but I could walk so I started walking in green spaces as much as I could and that significantly improved my mental health and I started to develop an interest in it as well of getting out into the outdoors and then the first third thing I realised I was only connecting with people online but neglecting to connect with people in person and 
I think there's a massive difference and it's really important to actually connect in person. It's, it's different. There's, you don't have the blue light. Um, you can actually walk side by side like this and actually see different versions of, of someone as well, which, and it just helps me so much. So even if it was just a shopkeeper for a couple of minutes, I would just get a conversation with at least one person every single day. And connection was probably one of the biggest things for me because um, isolation, I feel, is one of the biggest killers for people. I want to talk more about the walking and, and the impact it, it had on you in just a sec, but I want to pause for a second and think about how things were for you when you were low, because I think sometimes, a bit like you did, we don't always recognise how, how bad things have got. Mm. We, we don't always stand back and look at our behaviour. So when you stand and look back at it now, you know, what were the telltale signs in terms of how your day went, how, how you were feeling? Were other people aware of, of the situation you were in? No, I don't think anybody was really aware of the situation because I wasn't talking about it. I said I wasn't aware of it, but looking back, I kind of isolated myself, really. I wasn't motivated to go out and see people. Um, that was one of the biggest things, but looking back, um, I wasn't motivated to do a lot of things. The motivation for anything, I suppose, just dwindled. And it was just autopilot of just doing things because I had to, not because I wanted to. That business of not going out and isolate yourself, that's, that's a really difficult one for mates and friends and family, isn't it? Because how are they supposed to realise, I mean, it, you're not around, mm. but otherwise they're, they're not sort of there because you're not letting them witness yeah. where you're at. So my one was a difficult one because I was in a different city. So nobody was going to realise it because I didn't make too many connections and friends like whilst I was there. Because my purpose was just work, 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 work. And I didn't, and it was just personal trainer Matt rather than like Matt Matt, as I said. So I didn't really give myself the opportunity. But these days I've changed that approach entirely. It's just like, right, I can't just be work Matt all the time. I have to actually let myself be myself without that, that work stress. And it's important to just put yourself first rather than the business. And I know over the last few years, especially with COVID and the pandemic, that, um, a lot of business owners have struggled with their mental health because it's nearly crippled their business and for a lot of business owners their business is their baby and that's the what's really helped me over the last few years of focusing on myself we're going to continue with matt's story in just a moment if listening to this is striking a chord with you don't forget it is okay not to be okay. If you need someone to talk to, you can text Mikey's line on 07786 207755 or you can contact them via Messenger, web chat or Twitter Sunday to Thursday 6pm to 10pm, Friday to Saturday 7pm to 7am or of course you can look up Matt and go on a, a clarity walk. Let's, let's talk about clarity walk. So yeah. to recap, you got really low, you went on holiday with your mates, realised what happiness used to look like, yeah. and you started walking yourself back into a, a better place. I started to recover myself, like from depression, and that was from getting off the phone 
walking and connecting with people and I refined those methods over the years and then it was actually in 2019 I was looking for things what other things to do but I'll take you back a little, a little step so remember I promised that I would get out of the fitness industry to my friends so a year from that point so in 2018 I actually enrolled in the forestry school so I, that passion I had for getting out in nature I decided right, I'm going to go to forestry school um, and see if I can do something with this so I did it I spent a year in it as an HNC but at the end of it I thought forestry is amazing but I don't see myself doing this as a career so I started to look for other things and I, one of the things that was given to me by one of my clients because I still did a little bit of personal training just because it's good money and um, one of my clients gave me an application for a green space coordinator and if you don't know that's basically getting people active in green spaces with certain sorts of events and projects and I thought I've got a great idea I've got what helped me which was getting out in nature connecting with people and getting off the phone so I could actually help a lot of people and I'll apply for this job I've got my background in personal training so I know how to get people engaged and exercise and motivated for it and I know how to market so I applied for it I didn't get invited to an interview but it ignited a passion for what I wanted to actually do with the whole thing so I started to put the feelers out and thought what does everybody think of a no phone nature walk called clarity walk and people there was a good response for it so I put the first one on on the 6th of August 2019 decent amount of people turned up and I could see from that very first walk that it was something special people coming together from all different backgrounds didn't know each other just to simply walk and talk there was no distractions from phones no texts, no selfies, no buzzes, no flashes just people simply walking and talking and it was just about anything and everything it wasn't about mental health it was just literally organic chat and people wanted to tap on that, they could but um, the main thing was just keeping it positive just talking about what they're seeing what they've been up to, that sort of thing and by the end everybody felt calmer they felt relaxed and more importantly they felt connected and disconnected from the stresses and technology and I saw from that very first walk that this is something special and I need to invest all my time, all my money, all my energy to making this actually be something so I looked at what I could do with it and then uh, like a few days, well a few weeks later sorry 30th of August I became a social enterprise and then just grew it from there really so going from one walk a week, two walks per week, three walks per week, four walks per week, five and that was mainly led by me and then I started getting volunteers and other people that could actually believe in the mission as well of growing it we started developing walks for all abilities so even walks for those with mobility restrictions wheelchairs, zimmer frames, things like that we created a transport system and we just made it really really inclusive for a lot of people to join us like it doesn't matter who they are, what age they are so our oldest member is actually 93 now we have 13 walks per week so it's mainly Inverness and surrounding areas within a 15-20 mile radius really so it's, it's really developed into something special and we work with schools now and we're about to work with organisations and we've created the Men's Only Project 
which we're running even this Sunday. And there's a lot of thing, good things that have come from it, but I won't lie, it has been challenging over the, over the last two years with everything that's been going on. But I'm so glad that I was able to use my own experience to develop something that's helped hundreds and hundreds of people. I'm really interested that you said right from, from the get-go it was a gathering of, of people who didn't know each other. Yeah. Obviously, they were feeling the need for something. The, the, the idea of a clarity walk appealed. I think it's quite a step to go and meet with a group of strangers and go for a walk. Um, and yet it, it, it clearly is working. But how do you, what do you say to people who say, actually, I'm in a place where I'm not even sure I can do that? Yeah, it's, um, it's a difficult one to market for people that are in that vulnerable state. But one thing we do do is, um, if somebody is feeling particularly anxious, we can go one-to-one, a one-off one-to-one with them to help them then get into the group. So if they mention to us they are feeling that way, we'll get one of our volunteers or myself or someone else to go on a one-to-one walk with them, like in a location that they feel comfortable, so they can see the type of vibe it is with one, one person and then they say, right, well, that's how it is with a group. And then they feel comfortable to join a group. But for those that are just wanting to go in a group straight away, like what I say is that, well, we've got the contact details of each leader when you book in a walk. So even if you want to meet them five minutes before to then be introduced into the group, so you meet the leader first, then be brought f- forward, you can have that option as well. And But I would say the main thing for us is making sure the marketing like shows that it's friendly, it's welcoming, it's fun and it's non-judgmental. You just come as you are and also like a lot of walking groups are about fitness, get from A to B like as fast as we can. Nah, we're about the connection. It's like so it's not about fitness. If you need if we need to slow down because you're struggling, that's cool. We don't make a, a thing of it. It's like we talk about the trees. It's not a race. Yeah, it's not it's not a race at all, no. And people like like that. It's like so they can just no pressure, like whatsoever. Is it something, I mean, you, you obviously, you went to a quite a difficult and dark place, mm. very difficult and dark place. You said you were, you know, you contemplated suicide. It was so difficult. Yeah. Does doing this regularly, coming out and walking, sort of keep you topped up against those feelings? Or do you have to keep checking in with yourself? Do you have to, you seem to me to be really self-aware and you, you picked apart what was going wrong and what you needed but is that an ongoing body of work? Yeah it's definitely ongoing for myself like um, what I've realised like from the episodes that I've had I've probably been depressed a lot of my life like situational depression of what's been going on and things and like especially last year which made me really check in with myself because that was the most <laughs> like I would say it was on par with 2017 actually from a lot of things that were going on because of the pandemic there was a pandemic and per- a lot of personal things that actually happened as well um, so the biz- my, my passion is to help people and then when we were hit with another lockdown like the hope that I could see in the community dwindled it's like People weren't wanting to look after themselves. And I just thought to myself, we have a solution. Like, I know COVID's a dangerous thing and things, but we were outside, we had systems that we could distance people, and we knew that we had a solution for 
isolated people and as I mentioned isolation is a massive killer and it leads to a lot of physical issues as well in, in terms of men mental health and um, I was getting so frustrated at the start of the year and I just really had to like work, work on the, adapting the business so I could still support people so at that time I created a one-to-one -one system we were doing 30 walks per week to continue people going and we were doing virtual walks and doing a lot of other stuff to just uh, make sure people were supported but in doing that um, what ended up happening was I wasn't really focusing on myself I was just focusing on business survival rather than my survival so now like I've got the the good support network of people I've got good systems and I'm, I'm just this year prioritizing myself even above the business yes I want to help people but not at the expense of my own mental health which I think is really important I would rather work at a lower rate consistently than work at a thousand miles per hour and burn out well you can't help other people Ex if you're exactly. not in a position exactly to keep, to keep yourself healthy um, how how quickly did the the physical side of of your depression recover once you realized what you needed to do because you said that that you know when you were really low it it literally took a, a physical form down the left side of your body yes um it's there's a few things that are permanent so my ankle actually needs an operation but I can't really get that operation because it would be like four months without walking. <laughs> I can't do that as a walking business. So that wouldn't be good. But um, a lot of the things did did heal up. And the main thing is me to continuously movement and move, it, move it in a light way that is good for my body. I'm not going to be able to do anything like boxing or heavy jumping or running anymore. But I just focus on what I can do for movement. And... Like when when I was getting those feelings again last year, when I wasn't really looking for the body, the, the certain body stuff started to come back. Did it? Yeah, so the shoulder and everything. So it definitely linked to to that. But now, like I feel good. I've been doing mobility every single day, like uh, prep foods, sleeping better, um, and just as I said, invest in myself. So that physical side is definitely improving. But the main thing I think is just doing doing something you love consistently as much as you can and do, just work, work on yourself like, and, just, and eat healthy, sleep. And just one of my targets is just see at least one friend every single week, that's as a minimum. If I don't see that, see that in a week, then I need to buck it up, see two friends in the next week. But connection's the most important thing for me and that's not in work, that doesn't count because you're not completely switched off. One friend in the personal life, every single week. Even just doing what we've done today, we're just coming back round to the, the, the car park here at Reedy Glen, has been, you know, it's a delight. It's, and it's, it's a grey old day. It's, um, you know, a wintry day, the leaves all under our feet. Um, there's nothing particularly beautiful or special about the day, but just doing what we've done, taking yeah. a walk in nature, it always fills me up and, and I get, you know, a real kickback from it. But you said you're doing the job you love. What is it specifically, Matt? helping people when I know I can make a difference for other people's lives in the same way I was able to help myself like both back after 2017 even, even now like I love that like there's so many great stories of what we've been able to create like there was one person 
that had massive anxiety that they could barely put their bins out because they didn't want to leave their house. Now they're seeing their friends, they're, they're going on nights out, they're going to the cinema. They've actually been able to take back control of their life. And then for another person like um, who's very highly anxious, depressed and, and suicidal feeling, I'll tell you one story quickly. On one walk they came to, like they were shaking like a nomadic drill and I could tell something was up with them and I said, what, what's up? And they said, oh, I'm feeling quite suicidal today. And I was just like, right, I want you to come on this walk for 10 minutes. If you don't like it, you can go home. But can you do 10 minutes for me? And they were like, yeah, 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 I can do 10 minutes. So they ended up coming the walk for 10 minutes. They loved it. They stayed for the whole hour. And then they came for coffee and tea for another hour and then they decided after that point they would go to the gym themselves for another hour just from a 10, com 10 minute commitment of actually getting themselves out in nature just simply going a walk now it's just taking a first step to recovery for yourself and getting out with people is one of the best things that you can do especially if you're just walking and talking just because it's really good and non-judgmental it's friendly and it's something you can do every single day Matt it's brilliant to to have had a chance to talk to you and feel the energy that bounces off you because you're clearly so passionate about this and I love that so thank you for for taking me on a walk and telling me a bit of your story and um, tell us how anyone listening to this can can find out more about Clarity Walk where do they find you yeah so check us out on www.claritywalk.co.uk and we're also on Facebook and Instagram and you'll also find me on LinkedIn as well. Fantastic. Also a reminder of course, Mikey's line if you or someone else you know needs help or advice, that's another option. You can text 07786 20 77 55 or contact them via Messenger, web chat or Twitter Sunday to Thursday 6pm to 10pm, Friday to Saturday 7pm to 7am. Now here's Shana McPherson from Mikey's line with a few thoughts for you to mull over. What strikes me from listening to Matt there is the insight that he has into why he became unwell and why he became more vulnerable to suicide and how his behaviour actually changed. I won't sort of say all those things because you've just heard them in the interview, but he talks about problem solving and seeing suicide as the way out of all of these problems. And the, the kind of the moment that his story changed, that catalyst was the holiday with friends. And it seems like on that holiday, he was able to get perspective, to take that bigger picture from his life. And I think that's so often the case for all of us when we're in the, the splat of life, um, in the painful experiences we're having, it's really difficult to step back and see what behaviours we're doing that are making things more difficult or what might not be working for us. And that's also something that Matt and all of us can get through being in nature. Being in nature can help us step back and kind of move from being trapped in our own mind to seeing the bigger picture. And nature also, I think, gives us the um, ability to be present. And like Matt was talking about, you guys were walking, um, Matt and Penny were walking in the amongst the trees and when we see trees, we don't judge them particularly, do we? We just let them be trees. And um, trees don't judge us, I don't believe, back either. They're, they're just there being trees, kind of indifferent to, to, to us and our situation. So I think Matt discovering the healing of nature and 
inviting other people into that um, is so key and a big part of that is about non-judgment and about um, the presence that we can get from being in nature and also the perspective. And then briefly also the other thing I've noticed with Matt is um, his recovery, how he's kind of got really in touch with his values, with what's important to him. Over and over and over again, he uses the word connection in that interview. So it seems like to me connection is a hugely important um, uh, thing for him uh, and helped him, I believe, moving from having this judgmental mind probably towards himself to becoming more compassionate to himself. And um, there's a quote from a, a well-known writer who's passed away called Ram Das, and he says we're all just walking each other home and it strikes me listening to Matt that's what he did to himself through connecting with his values through connecting with friends asking for help engaging with nature he is walking himself home with other people and he is um, helping other people walking alongside them and I think that is all any of us really want isn't it that to be walked home, to have that belonging, that acceptance, that unconditional love. Matt needed help, I need help, you need help. None of us are um, able to do this, this living alone. So um, yeah, I invite you, if you're listening to this, if you're struggling, if anything in Matt's story resonates, please know it's okay not to be okay. And please reach out and ask for help. Huge thanks to Shona and all the team at Mikey's Line for the work they do and to Matt Wallace, of course, from Clarity Walks for joining me today. Speaking of Suicide is funded by Mikey's Line and the podcast platform is supported by D&D Paving Limited. Please do like, share and comment about the podcast. It really helps others find us. And if you want to get involved by sponsoring an episode or telling your story, just get in touch with Mikey's Line. Speaking of Suicide is an adventurous audio production. The music is Nana by Tom Ireland.